Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions as we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. As long as I'm with you, 
Let us pray. Holy loving God, as we gather in your house during this Advent season, we come with our hearts filled with hope and expectation. In this season of waiting and preparation, may we draw closer to you in your divine revelation. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Our scripture lesson this morning, scripture lesson comes from Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, uh, chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The word of God reads, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied exultation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressors, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Great will be his authority, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it, with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of God for the people of God. I want to read verse two one more time. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness on them light has shined. Using that as the central text for today's sermon, I'd like to share a message titled, Do You See the Light? Do you see the light? This past week, I got to spend some time in the Pacific Northwest. I got to go to Tacoma, Washington with some colleagues of mine for a retreat. It's a group of leaders from across the country who come together about once a year. And during this retreat, we spend time kind of refreshing and reflecting and preparing for the work ahead going into the next year. During the welcoming portion of this retreat, we have a form of an icebreaker where we kind of set the stage and people get to share their thoughts and speak and put anything on the table that they want to. And today, well, not, not today, but that day during this time, people share what was on their mind. And as people were sharing, there's about 20 of us, as people were sharing, there was a common theme that emerged, a common theme that found its way across and through everybody's welcome. And the theme was kind of like this. There was a deep gratitude for life, a deep gratitude for life, and an acknowledgement and recognition that the world or our world felt really heavy at the time. Well, we go through the day, we have the retreat, we do what we're supposed to do, have some inspiring conversations, explore some topics, go through some visioning exercises, and we engage in a closing. Similar to the opening, but in reverse, 
we close out sharing our thoughts. And again, a theme emerged during the closing. That deep gratitude for life was still there. The acknowledgement of the heaviness of the world was still there. But there was something added to the theme. Light. Light. There was light. Perhaps the stories we shared with each other were a source of light for someone. Maybe the grace that was extended in that place was a source of light. I mean, it could be the space itself that was created for people to show up however they are, however they felt, and just be present. Maybe that contributed to the light. Maybe, maybe it was the moments of silence and reflection and, and prayer and seeking spiritual guidance. Someone actually said at some point, they said, you know, I, I really needed this. I feel inspired. Someone else said, you know, I actually feel a little bit lighter. Still got some challenges, but I feel a little bit lighter. It's important to note that during our time at the retreat, the world did not change. World affairs did not get any better. The economy did not improve. Homelessness or unhoused folks were now all of a sudden placed into a home. Things did not immediately change. Our personal challenges did not disappear. However, however someone described their weight, their heaviness, or their darkness, it still existed, yet we saw light. We saw light shining. We saw light that caused us to celebrate. Darkness and light. Do you see the light? In verse 2, Isaiah says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned or shined. In this text, the Hebrew word for darkness, hoshek, this word conveys a range of meanings related to the absence of light. In a literal sense, it refers to total, complete physical darkness. Darkness in the context of this scripture has been used as a metaphor for obscurity, for ignorance, for misery, for sorrow, for sin, for evil. I mean, we could easily say, the people walking in ignorance have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep ignorance, a light was shined. Or we could say, the people walking in misery have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep misery, a light was shined. Or maybe the people walking in evil have seen a great light. On those living in a land of deep evil, a light was shined. Or maybe the people walking in obscurity have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep obscurity, a light has dawned. Darkness symbolizes that state of spiritual or moral darkness, obscurity, representing the conditions of despair and ignorance or sin from which the people are to be delivered, from which we are to be delivered. This verse speaks of a great light that illuminates this darkness, symbolizing salvation and redemption and hope. This is the prophecy of the coming of Jesus Christ, symbolizing the transition from darkness, suffering, obscurity, sin, and ignorance, to light, salvation, knowledge, and joy through his presence. There are several scriptures in the New Testament that reference Jesus as the light of the world, emphasizing, emphasizing, and confirming and validating the joy and the redemption and the salvation that we receive only through following Jesus. 
In John 8, 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. In Matthew, this verse references the prophecy of Isaiah, showing the fulfilled prophecy. The people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has been dawned. And in John chapter 1, what has come into being in him was life. And life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overtake it. Through these verses, we are reminded that Jesus, our Savior, brings light, is the light. Jesus is a great light. Light, truth, light, righteousness, light, hope, light, life. He brings life into a world of darkness, sin, despair, pain, ignorance, and death that seems to be everywhere. This verse holds significant meaning for us today. It's a reminder of the hope and the salvation that only Jesus can bring into the life of believers, especially in times of darkness, times of hardship, times of spiritual tension, times of moral uncertainty, those times when the world seems and is heavy. Has your world ever been heavy? Has your world ever been uncertain? Has your world ever been dark? Darkness shows up in many different ways. Darkness, the emotional and physical distance from those who we love, darkness. Darkness, battling addictions, which come in many forms. Uh, addictions that find us questioning how dark can it get and how low can the bottom be for ourselves or our loved ones. Darkness carrying the weight of unforgiveness, a weight, a weight that burdens us down so much that we can't even stand up and look ourselves in the face or look our family in the face. Darkness in the form of unmanageable financial debt that has us drowning in a cycle of decisions that are not in our best interest. Darkness when we get the medical diagnosis that demands we confront a reality that we are not yet ready to confront. Darkness. It's during times of darkness that these words, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. These words reinforce our belief in Jesus as the light of the world, who saves humanity, who saves us from darkness. When I read this, I'm convinced, I'm convinced there is a great light. I'm convinced Jesus is the great light. This prophecy is written and conveyed with a faithful certainty. Notice, the people have seen a great light. It doesn't say the people might see it. People should see it. People can see it. It says those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. It doesn't say it might dawn. Maybe it'll dawn. It should dawn. No, it has dawned. We believe there's a great light, even in the face of darkness. A great light to see and a great light that has dawned. We believe in Jesus, the light of the world. This verse is often referenced during Christmas. The Advent season leading up to Christmas is seen as a prophecy of Jesus' birth, bringing light and hope into this world. During the season of Advent, we anticipate, we wait to celebrate the birth of Christ, the one who brought light, hope, salvation, and joy into the world. 
If you read further down in the scripture, it says, for a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Do you see the light? And even though this prophecy is written with a certainty and an assurance, and as believers, we proclaim and state a faith that surpasses all understanding, all of that is true. And, and, there's something else I want to submit before I end. There's something else I want to admit before I end. Something that I find challenging to say. Sometimes it's not easy to see the light. I want you to sit with that one for a second. Sometimes it's not easy to see the light. We can reach a point in this journey of life where our posture, our position, and our perspectives don't allow us to see the light. No judgment, no judgment. We can reach a point where darkness seems to prevail and we forget there is light. We can get to the point where we feel defeated. We feel depleted. We feel deflated. That light y'all talking about, does that light really exist? I heard about it. Maybe my parents sung about it. Maybe I used to believe it, but does the light really exist? I want to encourage us all today to recognize something. There is not a depth of darkness that we can find ourselves in that the light of Christ cannot meet us at. We cannot get beyond the reach of the light of Jesus. Do you see the light? Someone once asked me, they said, how can I see the light? Well, there's different ways going about doing it. I'm going to share a couple of things with you that I'm going to be out your way today. But maybe there's a path to the light. Maybe we need to be reminded of the light. Maybe we need to see the light. Engaging in regular prayer and meditation, I believe, gives us a path to the light. That regular communication God through prayer and connection can reveal the light of Christ. Studying the scriptures, regularly reading and studying the Bible, getting a deeper understanding of the word of God can be a path to let us see the light. Did you know, did you know that many people say participating in community worship gives us an opportunity and a space to see the light of Christ? When we practice humility and openness and look at the world through somebody else's perspective, that's a chance for us to see the light. When we're philanthropic, when we serve others, when we practice compassion, following Christ's example of service and love towards each other, that's an opportunity for us to see the light. When we reflect on our personal experiences and remember, though we may not be what we want to be, we sure aren't what we used to be. We have grown in Christ. That's an opportunity to see the light. And sometimes when we seek spiritual guidance, again, another opportunity to see the light. Family, I believe with the help and the grace of God, we can all see the light. The light is there to be seen. May we see the light May we rejoice, excuse me, rejoice before the light, and may we allow the light to remove the burdens of darkness from our life. Thanks be to God.
sorrow's got a hold on me The shadow is all I see Way down, oh, I can't break free Sorrow's got a hold on me Family, there is no depth of darkness that the light of Jesus cannot reach. Do you see the light? Now may the grace of God and sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us henceforth now and forevermore. Let the church say amen. 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 Go in peace. 
If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.